But well, I'm sure we're going to be all over the board. Yeah. As our conversations usually are. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> we're ready. Hi, and welcome to the Mark and Heidi podcast, The Other Demilio's. We switched it up this week. Mark is not here, and I have a very, very special guest, my really, really good friend, Miss Erica Monroe-Williams. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy to the have you The other, here. other Demelio. <laughs> the other Demelio. <laughs> so just to give you a little background, uh, wait, I'm as I'm saying this, I'm realizing how short of a time we've actually known each other but it seems like I've known you forever because we've gotten really close so crazy it is so crazy I mean it's been I haven't really thought about that a little more than a year maybe like a a year and a half like almost a year and a half well probably like a year and four months feels like I've known you forever so um Erica's daughter Maddie Monroe um who is my little love bunch I adore her (laughs) and uh she and Charlie met October of 2019, mm-hmm. and they became really good friends, and they kind of haven't looked back since. But you and I started talking, I think, December. Mm-hmm. You know, we still lived in Connecticut at the time, and we were on the phone a lot. There was a lot of conversations. And then when we moved here, it was game on. Right. Although it was, like, it was in the middle we going? Of, a, of a pandemic, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> it was hard to like plan things, but. But yeah, I think it's first started out, we were talking business and then you reached out and you said, hey, um, just as a mom in this space was so interesting that that's what we're talking about right now, because you said just as a mom in this space, um, can we just like get together and talk? And then I think that night we went out for dinner that first night and they were like kicking us off of the table um, and because the restaurant was closed. So funny. I know. We just talked forever and ever. And I think our subjects were all over the place because it's so when you you find your tribe and you find your people it's so interesting you could just like literally talk forever and i think even after that we still had so many things we didn't cover oh <laughs> we're like wait we, we have still haven't covered most <laughs> of the things like every time we get together we've been to dinner so many times where we're the last ones there <laughs> they're like can you okay maybe we can come back tomorrow <laughs> yeah, we literally got kicked out of one restaurant a restaurant unnamed but we got kicked out because they said we passed our limit oh oh i forgot about our that. limit of time we were allowed to stay to at stay the table. in the restaurant the place wasn't closing no. we just had to leave our table it was, yes. but tell us about your background because you have an interesting background from where you started to becoming um a mom of a child in social media well, it's so interesting because, I mean, I feel like I've lived a hundred lives. When I go back, I go, wow, this was like one phase of my life and another. I, I As soon as I was old enough, um, I was born in Los Angeles and then primarily raised in Orange County. And I used to drive up here all the time. So, like, we'd sneak out, you know, of high school, like, and we'd drive up to L.A. and we'd go to Melrose. And it was like a huge punk rock scene at the time. It was super fun. And I remember my friend Robin Oxley. Shout out, Robin. <laughs> she would drive her Volkswagen Bug up here with me and... And her family owned Speedway. And so she knew like all the cool places because a lot of the security for Speedway also works security at other places. And 
And um, so we'd, you know, I just learned the LA scene through that. Like to start with, we'd go to their place. There's a place called Cat House. And it was like that Motley Crue era. Anyway, so then I learned to love Los Angeles when I was in high school. And I moved up here as soon as I was old enough. And I got a job in public relations at a rela- public relations firm called Huvane Baum Halls. And we had you know, major clients, all, not all A-list, but if they weren't A-list, they were extremely talented. So I learned from a really young, like the foundation of me working in the entertainment industry, um, because I do work in the entertainment industry right now, as well as being a mom of someone who's in the entertainment industry. I um, learned from the beginning about like how talent is key. It was a really great job. I worked there for five years while I was also studying to be a broadcaster. So then I got a news anchor job in Texas and then Phoenix. And then I met Madison's dad, my husband um, in Arizona. And we ended up just staying there because I was working. I was anchoring the news in Arizona and hosting shows there. And um, Maddie, I call her Madison. She (laughs) He was and Charlie called her Madison too when she's in trouble. She's like Madison. <laughs> she does. Yeah. So anyway, I you know I Madison had been taking singing and acting lessons. We we're here every single summer. That's all she wants wanted to do. She's like taking here like, in L A. You would here in L A. Yeah, we'd stay okay. here every single summer, and she would take singing and acting camps all summer long. Her calendar was crazy with singing and acting camps, and she loved and it. dance too. Dance. She, she would always do like triple threat camp, and um, she was really into dance. She was always so tall. That it was harder for her. Mm-hmm. She's my height now, 5'10, and it's it was harder for her to be like, you know, the dance star. But um, but just like Charlie, how Charlie had her whole mm-hmm. calendar filled with dance. That was Madison, filled with dance, singing, acting. So we knew we wanted to come back here when she when you know she could, you know, get away from school and everything else. Then so we moved here. Yeah, so then I started working in talent management and I had actors. I was representing actors, and all of a sudden, in walk, like all these TikTokers. <laughs> it was like at our house, we call it the original hype house because it was literally, and it's probably the original Sway because a lot of the Sway kids were living there That's too. Right. And so we had a guest house and all these kids who did not live in LA and, and their parents trusted because I'm a mom, they trusted them to come and stay. And, and I'd, I'd say, well, all right, my daughter would um, lie to me and say, oh, so-and-so is, she told me Chase Hudson was stuck at the airport. This is before Chase was a big star. So, you know, she's going to school full time and she's like, my friend Chase, he lives in Stockton and he's here. He's stuck at the airport and his friends <laughs> left town. Can he come and stay? Because I had already said no. So I was like, oh, OK. After that, the floodgates opened and all these TikTokers ended up staying with me. You know, my first client in the digital space was Avani Gregg. She's still Love my her. client. Love her. Shout out Avani. You know, to be at the like at the forefront of something is just it's always fun. It, there's it's a question hard. mark. It's, it's hard. hard because there's there is a lot of rejection. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know even for my girls, the, the agencies didn't necessarily want to sign them, but they were definitely like, wait a minute, like is this gonna be really be a thing? Mm-hmm. And then and then turned quickly and then I feel like the Don't you think it was were fast? Scrambling, like we gotta get all these kids. Right. 
Yeah. It was like it went from like in October and November of them going, hmm, I to don't December. know. Avani's agent was really, I think, the first one to sign a big TikToker. And they kind of really saw like, wow, this is so interesting. And then uh, shortly after, you know, it was like I had every agent knocking on my door. All the all the top agencies saw that these kids could break through. This was the next generation of stars. So And I super think fun. I remember talking with you we were so fortunate obviously we're friends but you've been such a mentor to not just mark and i but to the girls because you've you've been on the talent side you you're a mom and you're you're a manager so yeah you really look at things from a lot of lenses which has been mm-hmm. so helpful to us and we appreciate that and i mean the fact that the girls are close and are f- such good friends was a bonus like it was just like how is this you couldn't plan this and it just worked out and we i mean there there was a chance that maybe we didn't hit it off right you know right i I don't know i think Uh, well i I totally know that even if we didn't have daughters in common that were friends we 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 would totally be friends and that some of my best friends are i met through madison which is so crazy yeah my friend tracy i wouldn't know i wouldn't know her if our daughters weren't friends but it's so crazy because we're completely friends totally independent yes of our kids which is amazing you know it's yeah and so and it does make it even just more it's just all the sweeter that like we can all go on trips together yeah and like everyone's having fun and like you know we're having our own fun and yeah it doesn't feel like it, you know like oh no i have to go with madison's friends parents it's right. like oh my gosh it's gonna be so fun. or yeah the flip side the girls aren't like like charlie's never like oh miss erica's coming like she loves you like when they love when we're all together she's like, my queen just, she's my queen it's a whole bunch of queens <laughs> in this little group yeah um, no it is definitely it's so interesting to see how things for like for you guys as a family from the outside looking in because so we were already here mm-hmm. in la and we were seeing the the buzz of tiktok and all these kids like my clients were really at the forefront of like all this stuff happening and then in is this tornado of the D'Amelio family that came in. And it was like, what in the world is going on? Like, yes, there was a frenzy around TikTok, but this amped it up to such a notch and just such a crazy level. And then at the same time, I was saying, hey, because all the kids were staying at my house, Mm -hmm. um, you know, all the people that I mentioned earlier were staying at my house. And I was like, this is nuts. I need to find them at a house. And maybe what we could do is find like a sponsorship of the house. Because mm-hmm. kids weren't making a lot of money from it yet. Right. Not enough to to pay rent, mm-hmm. certainly, in, in a spot where they could create content. So we're like, well, maybe we could get some brands to sponsor this and pay for the rent at least and, you know, get them out of my guest house. <laughs> and so there, I, one time I looked down there and like kids were like almost sleeping on top of each other because there were so like four funny. or five kids on the floor. It was like how it was just became, it was like the word on the street was, that everyone could just come and stay at Maddie's. So so it's like, oh my gosh. But anyway, then, so it was this weird thing that happened. The boys moved into Hype House and and girls. And then between like the D'Amelios and the Hype House, like all of a sudden it just exploded. And TikTok was on the rise. That was so fun to watch and so fun to just be a part of that. And you guys were a major part of it. It was like, look at this family who you guys are so close knit. You guys are so um, supportive of each other. And the interesting thing is that like you guys didn't want anything. You wanted your daughters to do what they love to do. Mm -hmm. And you were supportive. So it's so interesting. I think along the way, obviously, we found out like, oh, my gosh, you guys, the parents are so fun, too. Like, wait, who are 
Anthony's Demelio parents before I knew you. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, I had seen some of your Instagrams. I'm like, they're such interesting people and they're so fun. And so I think you can see why there's such a fascination. And well, so was- I think for us, you know, Mark and I were never, oh, we want to be in the mix too. It was more of how can we create less stress for the girls if Charlie or Dixie want to have a day where they're just like, I don't want to do anything today, but we still have something scheduled to shoot. Well, if the family's doing it, all right, right. Well, we got your back. Like the rest of us will, will do it. And then you have your day or week or month, whatever it is. So it's definitely, it was more of that's kind of how we got into it. Although Mark's pretty funny and I think he's a talent on his own. Uh, oh, a hundred percent. I but, think he uh, would have had like a music, <laughs> a, I don't know, like a, a comedy career, a music <laughs> career, an acting career. He would And a gambling, he could have been a professional gambler. There you go. <laughs> All in one. He would have an interesting feed if you were, you know, started this out way back when. But. That was an interesting time because, again, we're living in Connecticut at the time Mm -hmm. and we're coming back and forth and we're going with the girls to the Hype House and they're creating content. Like we see it all. And in my head, I'm like, how can these kids just all be such good friends so quickly? And then it happens with me and you. And I'm like, when you're sharing something so like you and your daughter, plus what you're job is as a manager Mm -hmm. and what we're going through with our daughters like you realize how quickly you really lean on each other Mm -hmm. us on you more obviously but um it just really made sense to me like how these how are charlie and maddie such close friends like they met a month ago right and i see it and and that's why it's hard for people to understand sometimes even like you know, why is Charlie friends with someone who's 19 or 20? Because when you're doing the same job, you don't have the same, not everybody in your office is the same age. Like, you know, we were very much on top of it and like seeing what was going on and we were there most of the time. So. Oh, you guys were so involved. And that's the thing. I think a lot of kids came to town without parents involved. And believe me, I saw it because I was like, wait, who are your parents? Yeah. And um, so you were very much involved from the very beginning. And and one of the things as a parent you have to realize, and this is what I came to realize, like what is good for some kids is not mm-hmm. good for others. Yeah. So some parents are not ever going to understand you or me allowing our kids to put themselves online in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen the downsides to not um, allowing your kids like, you know, freedom of expression and mm-hmm. freedom to do the things they want to do. And I think that equals depression. And I've had a lot of kids, you know, Madison's friends who are in, who've been in school with them. I've always been really close to them. I don't know why, but I've always connected to kids and all, all of Madison's friends. I've talked, I, I view them as the eyeballs to the future. Mm-hmm. And so they're always really inspiring to me. And so I always, I listen to them. I mm-hmm. think what they have to say is very important and I've never discounted them. Even when they're four and five and six years old, mm-hmm. I was always so interested in what they had to say because it just was so exciting to see the world through the eyeballs of a child, whether that now the teenager too, it's mm-hmm. so interesting. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you're able to connect with your kids in that way, and I think that this was one of the ways that we're like, wow, 
wow, this is to deny that for them would have been so terrible. And yeah. like, look, they've had their ups and downs and it's not all been, you know, <laughs> roses, but it's good, bad or indifferent. Like you have to, I think, let your kids follow their dreams and they're, you know, it's, it was interesting to see that you guys were here still fully supportive of it. You fully immersed yourself so you could understand you understood what was going on mm-hmm. in their lives and how big this was. This happened in a bigger way than anyone could have ever imagined. And you guys fully immerse yourselves to protect your kids. And so, you know, for anybody that comes around and says like, oh, you know, why, how are their parents letting them do that? It's such a ridiculous thing to say to me. Because yeah, I'm like, I think something and I want to ask you about is people who are, you know, trying to find that lightning in the bottle for themselves and they have these passions and using the platforms to grow and create opportunities for themselves, which is what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Right. But I do want to talk about, you know, whether you, you go viral or if it's a slower process, but you get there where you have a following and all of this, my kids weren't trying to grow a following on any platform. They were just kind of, they would use social media, but that wasn't their thing. It kind of happened to them. Right. But for people who are trying and, whether it's parents, like, how can I help my kids become famous on these platforms or or create these opportunities? I think one thing is no one ever anticipates the the harder side of it. Like everybody thinks it's all roses and rainbows. Mm. And I th- and obviously we're all appreciative of of everything, but there is a side of it I think people don't anticipate, which is, um, you know, I can remember when the girls got their first hate comments. It's like a punch in the gut. Totally. Or, you know, when people start talking about, and I know this has happened to both of us for our kids, is um, commenting on what their body looks like. Yeah. For, especially like, well, for girls and boys, I mean, it doesn't matter. It hurts the same, but like, I don't know. How do you handle that as a mom of a kid who is now getting hate comments? Mm. Obviously we tell them, Oh, don't read them. That just doesn't, that's not re- That doesn't work. <laughs> well, think about it. Cause you've probably read hate comments. We have, we have comments as parents, like mm-hmm. where all, I've seen on like Madison will post a picture of herself and someone will say, where's Erica. And I'm like, I'm right here. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing the things and I'm dealing with, believe me, I, there are a lot of posts. I say, Hey, take that down right now. And Mm -hmm. it's in all caps, you know? So like we are here, we are parenting and sometimes you win, I pick my battles. Mm -hmm. And, um, but think about how that feels. Like when you get that comment, like uh, when it's something against you, you know, it does hurt. You just think like, Oh, you know, like, cause the one thing, the biggest insult you could ever give me is about being a parent Mm -hmm. is the biggest insult. So I can, I kind of see how they're feeling, you know, and theirs is, times way more yeah because a comment that's going on whatever about me no one's really paying attention to but the bad comments about our kids Mm -hmm. are getting paid attention to and it's i've had madison come into my room at night crying and saying she wants to you know just leave social media she wants to you know and i'm like then take a break don't Mm -hmm. you no one she wanted to do this for herself and Mm -hmm. the second that she doesn't want to do this i personally never wanted this type of career for her. Mm-hmm. I always, she went to great schools her whole life. I thought she was going to like go to an amazing college and like, it's like who knew, who knows? I know that she wanted to sing, dance and act, but I also wanted her to have an amazing education. Mm-hmm. But now she's in the position where it's like, you know, she, she's making a lot of money. She's being, she's become incredibly successful. She has so many opportunities. It's like, okay. So, you know, I have always said to her like, look, 
if the hate comments get to be too much for you, just take a break. I think she's always like, she sees the exciting things that she has going for herself Mm -hmm. um, at a very young age. I didn't know at her age what I truly wanted to do. I got into broadcasting and I got into news, but I didn't really know I wanted to do that until I was a little older. And so to see these 16 and 17 year olds being able to and some younger figure out, you know, what they wanted to do. But okay, let's just talk about the hate comments, because I do want to say this, that your child, no matter what, on social media, there's never going to be all the people are going to like you all the time. Mm -hmm. And I saw from us from working with celebrities at a, you know, when I was working um, at the PR firm, even the biggest celebrities on the planet who are beloved by many and winning Oscars, there's always a team of people who hate them. And there's always going to be a social media app that allows people you know, fans to have a voice and people who aren't fans. And it's really interesting to see that it gives people, it makes people feel good to say mean things about other people. And it just goes back to what we said earlier, like, you know, about rejecting something that you don't understand. Mm -hmm. So I think it is an interesting phenomenon that you see people getting tons of hate. I've always taught Madison to be happy for her friends' successes and their success doesn't come at a cost to you. And just because someone is having success doesn't mean it takes away from you in any way. So I think it's easy to see like kids playing sports or kids dancing. You see it in the dance world. I'm sure you've seen it a Mm -hmm. ton. Like, oh, she doesn't, she shouldn't win that competition. Mm -hmm. So-and-so is much better. My daughter's much better. You see that and you see that in acting. You see that with, you know, with the the parents will say that. So it comes, it starts from the Mm -hmm. parents I see. And And these kids pay attention. Yeah, and I've always tried to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for so and so. So that's yeah, so amazing. That and I so I that. think that as parents, we can all, you know, start at the at, from you because I know my mom was a little bit critical all the time. Of, uh, and I so I have my mother's voice in my head. If there's a critical thought that comes into my head, I'm like, do not do that. Do. I love my mom. Mom, I love you. <laughs> but she knows that she was yeah. critical when I was growing up. Like, oh, she's you know this or that. And so I always think to myself whenever like oh if I'm not exactly understanding something I still want to be supportive of it Mm -hmm. and I don't want to like hear Madison hear me say anything negative about it because I want her to be positive Mm -hmm. and I want you know it feels better in this life to be a positive person Mm -hmm. than to be negative This is where I feel like I get people reaching out like strangers. Their kid is starting to get a following. Right. And they're at that sort of cusp of, okay, brands are reaching out. Like Mm -hmm. what advice as a parent from the manager side Mm -hmm. do you like when do you take the leap or is it small steps? So I have worked with kids who are younger who have a lot more parental involvement. And then I've got the kids who, it seems to me the kids who are 16, 17, 18, kind of decided to do it on their own. And it was really what they wanted to do in life. And the parents are a lot less involved. The younger kids, I feel like, like you've seen like the, I've seen 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 year old 
kids come to town, they want to become social media stars. And that's what their parents are here trying to do for their kids. And um, it's so interesting and different because I can definitely tell an absolute difference in the content. Obviously, there's an age difference. But when someone is creating content that they absolutely, truly love and they're getting a, gaining a following from it, it's and it's authentic, um, It's it's uh, you can see the difference in seeing a young 10, 11, 12, 13, 14-year-old whose parents want them to be a social media star. So that content is very parent-driven and probably not as interesting. Maybe other parents are watching that, Mm -hmm. but I don't think they're necessarily getting a lot of eyeballs that are their peers, which is the eyeballs you need. So the older kids who have less parental influence um, seem to be doing a lot better on social media. I feel the more parental um, involvement as far as what content is posted, because I don't understand it fully. Mm-hmm. I do now more because I, I'm, I'm seeing through their lens a little mm-hmm. bit more. But a year and a half, two years ago, I might not have understood all of TikTok content. Now mm-hmm. I totally, I get it. It's in my vernacular now. But mm-hmm. before it was like, huh, what is this? And I never understood it. So when you see parents who are who are really, really trying to drive the ship and make their kids famous, and this is not just for social media, this is for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you, can, you see unhappy kids, you see um, content that's not as great, you see music that's not as great, you see kids who don't really care care about acting that are trying to out, go out here and move out here and their parents are trying to make them famous. Now, so you decide as a parent, is this what my child wants to do? Or is this what I want them to do? Is this a life I want for them? Mm-hmm. Or is this a life that they want? And sometimes, you know, sometimes at a very young age, the kids don't always know what they want and they don't know what's the best thing for them. You know, they'll say they want to go bungee jump off a you know crazy bridge or whatever. You're not always going to let them do things. Um, so you have to decide if it's right for your child and you have to decide like this is something they want to do. And I think that is the most important piece of advice to start with because mm-hmm. um, I think it's so easy for parents to get caught up. Like I want my it's the same thing for anything with sports too. You see, you know, I saw on the sports star side because Madison's dad is a famous baseball player. Mm -hmm. And so I saw a lot of parents trying to really push their kids into sports and making them into a sports superstar. Mm -hmm. And if that child does not want it to become an elite athlete, it takes a drive that is has to be inherent in you. And if it's not in you, you're never going to succeed. So you're actually setting your child up for failure because it's going to be hard for them to sustain that. It's going to be hard um, for them. They're going to find themselves, oh, this is what my parents wanted me to do. I never fully wanted to do it. So social media is the same in that. And and any you know anything in the entertainment industry, if it's driven by the parent, it's not going to be a great outcome, I don't think. But um, And then you see them, them talking about it later on when they're you know 30 and 40 my mom pushed me my mom pushed me you see the the kids who have been driven to drink and you see that we see that all the time with child stars they have issues as they're growing older but now we're at a place where you're asking me like okay my child's being reached out to i think it's very tempting to like want to be like let's let's you know let's hit the gas on this and we're gonna you know make my kid a star but I think it is baby steps. So like, when is it time to bring in a manager? Mm -hmm. So when they're starting to get a lot of inquiries and you know, like at what (laughs) point was it for you where you just went, we need help handling this. That's when you want to bring someone in. I think I I get calls and emails and texts all the time saying, hey, I have a friend in town and their daughter has, you know, 10,000 followers and is getting reached out to by a couple of brands. I'm like, well, they're probably not ready right now. Mm -hmm. Um, 
a good representative is going to want to a see growth and engagement, and a good representative is going to want to see amazing content. You can have a ton of followers, but your content is terrible, and no brands are ever going to want to work with you, and no yeah. studios are going to want to work with you because you're it's you know it's you know you've seen that kind of content that's like way too racy or mm-hmm. you know kids using you know bad language or it just just be a lot of engagement and a lot of followers doesn't equal a career yet if mm-hmm. you are not friendly in that way that you that you're going to be able to you know get an acting job you got to look at it like business mm-hmm. absolutely so who's, who's going to want to work with you with the content you're creating mm-hmm. and the more i i guess the more people you can appeal to the better mm-hmm. yeah I mean, we see it with Charlie. Charlie is so universally appealing. I mean, and same with Dixie. The girls are like, you never see like content. I mean, I am always constantly with my daughter because sometimes her content, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to strangle you. <laughs> like, and- but she's got that personality where she's going to push it. And, but she is so creative. She does so many things. Yeah. She's like, she dances, she sings, she acts. She's an incredible makeup artist by the way. Yeah, she loves makeup. I love watching yeah. her makeup videos. Um, so I think she appeals to a lot of people in that way because she does a lot of different things, but she yeah. does them all really well. Yeah. I feel like as a parent, like if you have a, a child who's showing interest and is putting time into social media, I feel like as a parent, learn about it. Like, learn the apps Mm -hmm. what what are what are the differences how do they all work how can you build a career if you if you really truly see your child whether it's they're a gamer or singer or dancer or whatever or they're a chef like there's there's people that are growing that way Mm -hmm. and you just kind of dive into what the apps are and just be smart about it like not just throwing your kid in front of the phone and being like all right let's go like there's more to it and I feel like all these kids that have grown so quickly on TikTok none of them are just creating like nonsense like they all have passions and just have their eye on the prize for what they really want to do and all these other opportunities that are being created by the apps is just gravy oh my gosh so for them as business people it's helping them put like money away in the bank and allowing them to be able to like maybe they're going to be able to invest in their own venture you know and like you see the people like you know who who are building empires they're they're putting their own money into Mm -hmm. it so in order to you know our kids are going to graduate high school with you know, money in the bank, which is a really nice thing to have if they want to go into any kind of business. So mm-hmm. when I was young, if you wanted to work in Hollywood, you had to come out here and you had to wait tables somewhere and, you know, work for minimum wage and, and whatever and, and tips and, you know, work really, you know, pound the pavements. And mm-hmm. it's just a different world now. They're able to earn money in a different way, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm so surprised. I've been in business meetings with Charlie and I am just like, and and my daughter, I'm so shocked at their business savvy. How do they? I know. It's they, crazy. Well, I do think like, I'm sure Maddie has seen you for years. Like she, she's, these kids pay attention. And yeah. I know like Mark being an entrepreneur and the girls just really paying attention to what he was doing and you we see it all the time in meetings yeah i just love that they get to be business people Mm -hmm. and also be creative and tap into that side of of who they are because they're all really creative and follow uh erica's daughter maddie at maddie monroe (laughs) (laughs) we love her 
Yes. But um, thank you so much for coming today. There was a lot of information. I'm going to listen back on this one because I'm still learning and I, you know, hang on your every word because I respect everything that you've built for yourself as a, a woman working and doing your thing. And as a mom, I mean, you're Maddie is doing great because you started out as being a great mother and Aww, then you. she gets to see you be a great business person and you can tell in everything she's doing. So congrats. On Thank you. All and it's that. super fun for me to be able to like work in the industry that she's working. So that's, that's been really, really fun. Cool. Same for you. You know, that's you guys really get to cool. share that as a family. So it is super and it's, fun. And it's easier to understand for mm-hmm. sure, like what they're going through because totally. you're like right with it. Totally. But thanks again. You can follow me at Heidi D'Amelio on all my socials and Erica. What's my handle? I don't know. Are they At same? Erica Monroe Williams on um, Instagram. I don't really use any other platforms. All right. I do have a blue check on Triller. She does have a blue check on Triller. Watch yeah. out, people. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, if you liked what you heard, give us five stars and share it with your friends. Bye.